Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, veterans. Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, uh, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. Uh, again, I'm an Air Force service disabled veteran, and uh, I salute you. So thank you for your service. And uh, in today's video, what I'm giving you guys today are my top five compensation and pension exam tips. Okay, the CNP exam is absolutely crucial in determining your final overall rating and outcome of your VA disability claim and benefits. Okay, so this is going to help you uh, no matter if you've already had a CNP exam or not. Okay, so what the heck is a CNP exam? After you file your VA disability claim, whether you do it yourself or you do it with an accredited agent, uh, there's about a 99.9% .9 chance that you are going to be contacted either by somebody at the VA or by a contracted private company uh, for one or more compensation and pension exams. Okay, so right now CNP, ex are, CNP exams are happening from one of two uh, types of people. Uh, number one is a VA doctor. Okay, now this is going to be doctors and medical professionals who work for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay, so that's number one. What we're seeing now, though, is the majority of compensation and pension exams are being done by contracted doctors. Okay, contracted medical professionals, they work for a private contracted company. Okay, I think right now there are four uh, large companies that have uh, contracts with the Department of Veterans Affairs. And what they do is they will send you a packet in the mail, they will call you on the phone, they will schedule you for one or more CNP examiners with private medical doctors in your area, okay, that are part of their referral network. Now, there's a good news and a bad news story here. The good news is that you're gonna get a CNP exam very quickly, all right? We're seeing veterans get CNP exams uh, sometimes within a week of their claims being submitted. Now, that's a great thing in terms of speed, and I, I commend the VA for that. Uh, the bad part is you don't know who the heck you're going to get. You have no idea who that private doctor is. You don't know if they're veteran friendly. You don't know if they're properly trained or credentialed to even conduct the CNP exam. Um, so that's that's the bad news. So, uh, but let's step through this thing here so that you guys are fully prepared and ready if and when you do get a CNP exam. Okay, how important? is the compensation and pension exam. I say this all the time, whether you've heard me say it or not, it is the number one most important day in the entire VA disability claims process. The reason why it's the number one most important day is in my experience, the VA rating officials, those are the folks at the VA who actually look at all the evidence submitted, they look at the CNP examiner's notes and they make a decision on if your claim is service connected, yes or no, okay, that's the nexus, um, and then how bad are your symptoms uh, at any one point in time, because that's what determines your rating under the law, okay? Now, the sad part here, guys, 
is that we're seeing VA rating officials rely almost solely on the opinions and the results of your CNP exam. Uh, now, I put sadly there because the problem is we're seeing a lot of bad CNP examiners. We're seeing CNP examiners who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not even conducting legal, moral, and ethical exams. Um, and it's really, really screwing you guys over as fellow veterans. And it makes me angry, okay, which is part of the reason why I'm doing this video, okay? So uh, why is it the most important day, though? Because the VA Raider is going to take those results very, very seriously, uh, and they are going to rely heavily on the CNP examiner's notes to determine, yes, if something service-connected, yes or no, and then how bad are your symptoms on that particular day. Okay, again, you got to be ready to punch back. If you get a bad CNP examiner and you want to fight it, um, there's another video here on YouTube called Bad CNP Exam. Now what? Uh, I share exactly what you need to do if you get a bad CNP examiner, okay? Why the heck do you need CNP exams? Uh, a CNP exam, by the way, is nothing more than a routine medical exam. It's no different than if you were to go to any office visit, any routine visit to go see a doctor for the common cold. Okay, that's all it is, is it's an exam. Um, and it's an independent medical evaluation by a doctor. And really the purpose of it is the doctor is going to try to either confirm if you already have an existing diagnosis of a condition, or they're going to make a diagnosis of a disability or condition at the exam. Okay, now uh, in our experience, I highly recommend that you already have a medical diagnosis prior to walking into your CNP exam. Okay, if you don't have a diagnosis, get your butt to the doctor. Okay, uh, they're also trying to ascertain when did your symptoms begin, the approximate time frame, and is there a clear nexus? So remember, gang, in order to be eligible for VA disability compensation under the law, a disability you're suffering from today must have been caused or made worse by your active duty military service. Okay, so in the CNP exam, your examiner is trying to determine the approximate time frame of when your symptoms began. Okay, of your migraines, of your back problems, of your knee pain, of your foot issues, of your post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, they're trying to determine that approximate time frame. And then remember, the CNP exam is nothing more than an opinion of that exam on that particular day. Okay, it's a snapshot in time. So how bad is the veteran's symptom of that disability on that particular day? Okay, and then the last part, they're trying to determine if you're telling the truth. Uh, did these incidents and events really occur, um, and are they as bad as you say they are, okay? Bottom line, 100%, you must tell the truth. Never, ever lie. Never stretch the truth, okay? Number one, it's against the law to do that, okay? And number two, you don't want something like the word malingering or lying to end up in one of your CNP exam reports, okay? So don't do it. But Okay, yes, don't lie or stretch the truth, but there are some things you need to do to protect yourself and your family and your rating. Okay, so here's some compensation and pension exam hacks. Bottom line, vets, there is no substitute for knowing what's in your medical records. The number one reason why VA disability claims get denied, bar none, bottom line, is due to a lack of medical evidence. So you must know what does your evidence say? What were your years of diagnosis? How bad are your symptoms today? Okay. 
if you did get a disability benefit questionnaire or medical nexus letters done by any private doctors or medical professionals you know, review them. Take a look at what was said, take a look at your symptoms, understand your diagnosis if you have one, and then how bad things are uh, on that particular date and time, okay? If you got a nexus letter, you pay very close attention to that nexus statement, which again connects it to your military service, okay? The third thing, I think you need to review the Electronic Code of Federal Regulations, Title 38, Part 4, the Schedule for Rating Disabilities. That is the law, guys. Okay, you can Google it right now. Review the ECFR Title 38 Part 4 Schedule for Rating Disabilities. It will explain every single rateable disability under the law, as well as the current symptoms needed to garner a certain rating. Okay. Now, four and five are two tips that I share uh, that uh, we've come up with at VA Claims Insider. You cannot have your best day. Do not have your best day. Now, that does not mean you should lie or stretch the truth. What this means is you need to explain to the CNP examiner how you are on your very worst days, okay? If there are times where you're too depressed to get out of bed or you can't work anymore because your mental health condition is so severe, you need to explain that to the doctor, okay? Do not have your best day. The other tip there is be uncomfortably vulnerable. Now, what that means is if it's uncomfortable for you to say or talk about, you're probably on the right track, okay? If you're taking medications for your post-traumatic stress disorder because it's so severe, and those medications are causing serious side effects in your life, like sexual problems, increased depression, increased anger, okay, if you've got some really bad stuff going on, you have to tell the medical professional, the CNP examiner, everything. Do not hold anything back be uncomfortably vulnerable and tell them your true story, okay? Uh, bottom line though is for anything muscular skeletal related. If you filed a claim and you got a CNP exam for your back, your hip, your neck, migraines, anything like that, uh, your overall rating comes down to two things. Number one is pain. How much pain are you in? And then number two, the limitation of range of motion. Okay, now if a medical professional tries to move you or tries to move your knee or tells you to bend up and, and uh, reach up and touch your toes, if you can't do it without pain or it hurts you to move, don't do it. Stop the CNP examiner immediately. Do not let them move you into any type of uncomfortable position. Okay, and then for anything mental health related, PTSD, major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, bipolar, anything else, it comes down to your level of occupational and social impairment. Occupational meaning, how does your mental health condition affect or limit you in your work, okay? And then how does your uh, mental health condition impact or affect and limit your social functioning, your relationships, um, anything with your life, like do you have lots of friends, do you enjoy going out, are you depressed, uh, of that sort of thing, okay? So be very, very mindful of those things, muscular, skeletal, pain and range of motion, mental health, occupational, and social impairment, okay? Now, if it's a mental health claim that you're going for in your CNP exam, review the ECFR Title 38, Part 4, Schedule for Rating Disabilities, pay very close attention to the criteria and the keywords associated with the various ratings, okay? Mental health conditions can be rated from zero to 100%, okay?
Okay, and then the last one here, CNP exam, there's no substitute game for knowing your true story cold. You must know what it is, what happened, and be thinking about and be mindful of the potential in-service stressors or incidents or things that happened that you believe caused or made your condition worse. Could be a training accident, a car accident, a deployment, um, those types of things, okay? If you're filing a secondary disability claim, be thinking about how was your current condition caused or made worse by that current service-connected disability, okay? And be prepared to explain that. All right, so here are my top five tips. Uh, it's the five Ps. I also want to thank my teammate, Brett James at VA Claims Insider. He helped put these together. Uh, but tip number one, gang, is prepare. Be prepared. There's no substitute for being prepared, okay? You must know what's in your service treatment records. If you've got your military medical records, you need to look and review any VA medical records, okay? If you need to get them, you can go down to your local VA and go to outpatient records and request them. You can also download them directly from My Healthy Vet, okay, which is uh, connected to v the VA, all right? And then also review any private records. So if you're seeking or have sought treatment outside of the VA, um, make sure you get copies of those records and review them, okay? I've already talked about the ECFR and why that's important. That's the law gang that governs all VA disabilities. Okay, so go ahead and take a look at that. Um, I also think you should review any statements in support of a claim that you've written, any buddy letters that you've got from friends or family or, uh, or buddies that you served with, as well as any DBQs or medical nexus letters. You need to know what's in those things prior to your CNP exam, okay? I also recommend as part of your preparation that you Google the doctor's name who you're about to see. If it's a contracted doctor, punch their name into a Google search box and see what comes up. Start to get a sense for the person that you are about to see, what they're all about, what their credentials are. Uh, and the reason why that's important is because if you need to challenge the validity of their CNP exam, you're going to want to know who that person is so that you can appropriately challenge it. Okay, so bottom line, you have to prepare. All right, tip number two, plan. The plan is nothing planning is everything. General Dwight D. Eisenhower, that is so true. Okay, so be thinking about these things. Do you know where your CNP exam is? Okay, punch it up on Google Maps or on Waze uh, and understand how long is it going to take you to get there, all right? If it's going to be busy, if your exam's during rush hour, give yourself plenty of time so that you're not late, okay? Then be thinking about what are you going to wear? How are you going to look? Okay, now I've had some vets ask me, hey, you know, I heard I should not shave for two weeks and, you know, I shouldn't shower for a week. Uh, look, I, I don't think, again, I, that to me, that is part of lying and stretching the truth. I do not think you need to do that. I think you show up looking how you normally look um, and you tell your true story and you just be very vulnerable with the examiner. Okay, so what I mean by what are you going to wear? What are you going to look? Wear something comfortable. Okay, just wear comfortable clothes, maybe like gym or workout clothes, um, and look how you would look on a normal day. All right, that's my recommendation to you. Um, do you require the assistance of any devices like braces or walkers? If you do, if you need to wear a knee brace, if you've got a walker, if you're in a wheelchair, um, I recommend that you uh, act like you normally would on any normal day. So wear those things uh, and show up in that stuff, okay? Um, and then the last one here is, are you going to bring somebody with you to the exam? A lot of vets get very anxious and uncomfortable about CNP exams. 
which I get. Um, they can be stressful. Uh, and so if you want to bring somebody with you, you certainly can, like a spouse or, or a child or somebody that you served with, okay? So tip number two, plan. Tip number three, prompt. All right, I love Vince Lombardi. I quote him all the time, but he says, if you're five minutes early, you're already 10 minutes late, all right? You probably heard Lombardi time. So what I recommend here, gang, get to your CNP exam 30 minutes early at least. Why should you show up early? Remember this, you're probably one of 10 or 15 exams that that particular doctor is conducting in any given day. Okay, so get there early, give yourself plenty of time so that you're not stressed out. And what it will enable you to do then is you can check in at the counter, make sure you bring your photo ID, and odd, chances are they're gonna hand you a series of questionnaires, all right? What I've seen lately is these contractor companies are actually handing you a version of the disability benefit questionnaire for whatever condition you're being seen for. So give yourself plenty of time to go through that so that you can make notes, talk about when a particular incident happened, when your condition began, you can document your symptoms. Okay, you're gonna to wanna to give yourself at least 15 to 20 minutes to go through those questionnaires, okay? I also think that as you're going through those questionnaires, be thinking about the nexus, okay? Remember, which is the piece of service connection. In order to be eligible for disability compensation under the law, your disability must have been caused or made worse by your active duty military service. That's what's referred to as direct service connection. If you filed a secondary disability claim and you're pursuing secondary service connection, be thinking about how is your current condition related to another condition, okay? How is your plantar fasciitis related to your knee pain? How is your chronic pain with migraines due to your service-connected GERD, okay? Again, be thinking about those if that's how you filed your claim, okay? And then the last part here is when did your symptoms begin and how are you doing on that particular day? Remember, do not have your best day and be uncomfortably vulnerable. The reason why it's important though to know when your symptoms began is to help the CNP examiner determine the nexus, which is that link to your service, okay? Tip number four here, be polite. I love, I love that quote from General Mattis. Be polite and be professional, okay? But remember this, the CNP examiner is not your friend. You are not there to make small talk. You are not there to be friends with the CNP examiner. You're there to do a job. The CNP examiner is there to do a job, okay? Uh, the CNP examiner hopefully will ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, please just be polite and courteous. Don't ever engage in or debate with the examiner, okay? That's not what this is about. Um, just stick to the facts, stick to your true story, know it cold, uh, and don't have your best day and be uncomfortably vulnerable. Okay, and the last tip here is precise. Be precise. Stick to the facts and the facts only, no small talk, okay? You're not asking the doctor about his family or what he did on the weekend or, you know, what he's all about. Um, that's not uh, uh, what you're there to do. The other thing is I've seen CNP examiners trap veterans. They start making small talk, start asking about your life. Oh, I saw this and I was on your Facebook page. It looks like you went out and did this trip and blah, blah, blah. Um, don't let them engage in that sort of discussion, okay? Stick to the facts only uh, and you'll be just fine. Um, it is okay to bring personal statements, DBQs, Nexus letters, anything you want with you. 
if you do decide to bring stuff, what I recommend is ask the doctor if he or she would like to see them. Okay. If not, don't force it. All right. Don't just walk in with a stack of paper, you know, and go here, uh, here's my stuff. I want you to review it. The CNP examiner will have had access to your entire VA claims file and record before your exam. Okay, they should know who you are. They should have a general idea of what they're looking for prior to you walking into that exam. Okay, but I recommend having this stuff handy just in case uh, because on occasion they don't. They don't do their work um, and they're not properly prepared for your exam. So if you can make it easier for them, I think that's a good thing. Okay, the last thing here, and this is crucial take note, write down the doctor's name as well as the date and location of your CNP exam. You're gonna to wanna to have this handy later if you get screwed by your CNP examiner and you wanna challenge the validity of the CNP exam later. Okay, again, there's another video here on YouTube called Bad CNP Exam, Now What? If you've had a bad CNP exam or you're worried about it, I highly recommend uh, you go check out that video, okay? It explains exactly what you need to do if you get a bad CNP exam. All right. And if you guys need help, by the way, that's what we do at VA Claims Insider. Okay. We have a full medical staff ready and available to assist you with the medical evidence you need to service connect your disabilities. Remember that nexus we talked about? Okay. So if you need a DBQ, a disability benefit questionnaire review for all conditions in your body, if you need a medical nexus letter because you've either been denied service connection in the past or you're worried about proving service connection, we can help facilitate that. Um, and then we can also document your symptoms, okay? So if you need an exam, uh, we can help you do that as well, okay? That's what we do, gang. I have devoted my life, my team has devoted our lives to serving you. Now the cool thing here about our medical staff is most of them are also service-disabled veterans. So we get it. The medical team understands why you're asking for medical evidence, okay? So uh, unfortunately, if you've had an experience in the past where you've asked a VA doctor to do a DBQ or a nexus, right? And they tell you they can't or they won't, or it's a conflict of interest, or you've asked your private doctors and they look at you like a deer in headlights, uh, I don't know what you do, I, I can't help you with this. Um, that's what we do, guys, okay? So stop struggling by yourself. Stop being stuck and frustrated. Get help. That's what we do. Okay. Again, it's a free three step intake. Go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com, complete the three steps, and uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. All right. And as always, thank you all for your service. God bless you and your family. Brian Reese here, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran, out from Austin, Texas. I thank you guys so much. If I can be of any assistance to you, please, uh, please shoot me a note through our website and uh, I'll talk to you guys really, really soon. Okay. Talk soon. Bye.